Zoe Life Foundation, Austin Sparks edited Life Mindy. Men whose eyes have seen the King of Glory, eyewitnesses of him, and his glory. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John his brother, and took them aside to a high mountain. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun. And their clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, speaking with him, when we let them know the power and presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, because he received from God the Father honor and glory, when there was such a voice from the glory, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice that we heard ourselves came out of heaven, when we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the word of prophecy made, more sure, what you do well, pay attention, like a lamp that shines in a dark place, until the day dawns, and the star of the day arises in their hearts. 2 Peter 1, 16-19 The world needs men whose eyes have seen the King, we ask the Lord to send such men. I am sure that we all feel deeply, and firmly that this is the great need of our time. The world needs such men. The church needs them, and at all times when the Lord has had such men, and has sent them. The need has been satisfied. I think it's the, see the king. What really sums up this whole transfiguration affair. That is why the Lord took the three of his closest. From the twelve to the mountain. So that in the present, with that vision charged life with meaning and power by the Holy Spirit. They could come out as men who had seen the king. And what happened? Today we live in the increasing value of that vision. The essence of the transfiguration. The word of the living God. Makes profound reference. To the transfiguration, as we know, three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, record this matter of the transfiguration, which indicates, surely, that for these men this matter had a particular importance. If John did not actually write the event, I'm not sure he missed it or did not have it in mind or his heart. We can get to that as we go. But you will remember that, at the time of the transfiguration, things were becoming increasingly difficult for the Lord. The growing hostility in all directions pressed him. He weighed heavily on his spirit and made his service more and more difficult and more limited the shadow of the cross lengthened in its path it is from this same question that he now speaks frankly to his intimate disciples for the first time speak frankly about the cross the atmosphere has just been charged with a feeling of pending crisis something is going to happen in the case of many years later when peter wrote about the transfiguration we know from his letters something of the situation begin your first letter by addressing the scattered saints you may know what it means to be of the scattered people of the Lord, in distant places, in lonely places. Distance and loneliness create their own problems and heart pains. These saints might have known something of the great union of Jerusalem or elsewhere, but now they were scattered, with all that that means. Peter continues talking with them about the proof of their faith. The proof of your faith is more precious than the gold that perishes, though it is tried in the fire. 1 Peter 1, 7. These scattered saints knew of the fire, of proven faith. That is, there were all kinds of problems, opposition, persecution and Peter there speaks to them of grace and transfiguration. It is summarized. I have seen the King of glory. That is glory and more glory, I will glory in my weaknesses so that. That the power of Christ may rest on me. Amen and Amen.